Hello and welcome to the SBS Cycling Podcast for the week of the 15th of October 2015. It's nearly the end of the year already. I'm Al Hines and uh, on this week's show we've got uh, a thematic discussion. We're going to be talking about what shaped the 2015 season, what defined it. We're going to be talking about the desert racing in Abu Dhabi where it was a little bit too sweltering for my liking. And finally, the transfer window comes to a more or less close and we'll discuss the winners and losers of that whole process. It's going to be a fantastic show as always. Um, well, at least some of the time. Um, and uh, and yep. with me, it's my trusty three musketeers. Porthos, uh, I can't remember the other three. It's Anthony Tan, Rob Arnold, and uh, Phil Gomes. Good, g'day, guys. How are you? G'day. Hello, Al. This could very well be my last pod for the... It is going to be my last pod for the year. I'm... Hooray! Yeah, yeah. Hooray! Hooray! The ratings are going to go up. I'm over it. <laughs> I'm over it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get more listens, will we? Yeah. From here on in. Yeah. I reckon. <laughs> next week. Right from this point. Where are you going, Anthony? Next week for 15,000. Uh, the, the home of the kebab <laughs> turkey. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Mm. Do you know that's right, currently okay. on the brink of civil war? <clears throat> yeah, well, I thought while I'm there, I might as well visit Syria. When in, when in Rome, <laughs> don't fly. I hope no and, one. And while I'm in Syria, when I go back to Turkey, I might as well go to Ankara, you know, because yeah. they didn't quite get to 100 people killed. So I could oh, be the. You could. Oh. Sensitive, very yeah. sensitive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, t- yeah. No, I've, heard, I've heard it's a great place. That is, mm. that is. And actually, a tour of Turkey is is. Uh, I always enjoy the scenery there. Actually, I've got a good. I've got a good little uh, uh, anecdote about Turkey. Mm. Um, not my cycling friend Rob. Before you, no, interject. touch football friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, my my old man actually, who's a bit of a um, a man who gets conned often. He went to uh, <laughs> he, he went to Turkey recently. Uh, because he was trying to get cheap t- flight tickets. He didn't even want to go to Turkey. He was going to Boston, but he could get a t- cheap ticket if he went through Turkey. So he stopped over in Turkey, and he had to spend a day there. And he went to the main bazaar in Istanbul. And I think he- it's called the bazaar, actually. Yeah, well, the bazaar. There you go. Um, and Not Constantinople. Anyway, this guy basically roped him in. He's like, oh, look, I've been to Australia. He dropped some names about places that are actually are in Australia, like... The Harbour Bridge or something. And uh, my dad was like, oh, you you sound like you're Australian. Actually, I think it wasn't quite that bad because they said they knew some stuff about the Northern Beaches. He grew up in the Northern Beaches, blah, blah, blah. But they swindled him into buying three of these silk carpets for like 30 grand or something. But what? but the the, the the but the whole the scheme was the scheme was just just bear with me. The scheme was that he was going to buy these carpets which he wasn't actually going to use himself. Because if you're a foreigner and you buy carpets in Turkey, you don't then you, you're uh, exempted from the duty. So you take it back to Australia. The Turkish guy then buys them back from you and can sell them in Australia. All good in theory. So my dad's like, ah, quick, a quick five grand or something out of this. Uh, I did ask him about it. It's been about six months, <laughs> uh, and, and he's asked, still got the carpet. Uh, well, he's got. Two of the carpets. He hasn't even got the third one. And You've been known to wind me up when I'm talking about <laughs> cycling on a cycling podcast. Is it okay to interject on these flying carpets? <laughs> well, I, it's just totally, it's just a classic. It's a cla- anyway. If you know my old man, it was. Uh... Sorry, I don't know if you, if it's if he's going to enjoy being called the old man or being called a, a con man. Yeah, gullible. Yeah, I guess like none of our fathers listened to. The point is, Alex is podcast. using this podcast to. Sell his father's carpets. <laughs> yeah. if, you yes. want, if, you, if you want There's free carpets, carpets from uh, Turkey, you know, where Anthony's going. S- supposedly street value of $30,000. So um, <laughs> get on that. Get on that. Phew. I know a guy. I was worried that I didn't have anything to talk about this week, but now I, I know I've got stats. <laughs> um, and feel good to see you back from yeah. your holiday. You're looking very tanned. Yeah, yeah good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Fantastic. All right, guys, let's get straight into it because we've, we've, we've uh, digressed enough. Thank you very much, Dash. Well, with the year winding down, the racing coming to a close, new teams taking formation. It's not a bad time to take a look, take stock of the year that was 2015. And Rob, of all people, suggested we discuss what, if anything, was the overarching theme of 2015. What defined the year most? What will the year be remembered for? 
I put a few little suggestions out there before we hear from our panel. I thought the hour record's an obvious one. We did have a few hour record attempts and successful ones. Uh, we had some young guys doing very well. People like Chavez, Dennis, Fabio, Rue, uh, Grand Tour winners. Maybe that's possible a year of the youth, I guess, or reborn or something like that. Uh, hype. There's a lot of hype around the Tour de France. I'm not sure entirely if it lived up to it in the end, but uh, it was it was pretty hype. There was a lot of hype. The hype about the hour record as well. I don't know. Themes. What were the it themes? It was my suggestion, but I haven't come in with a list of my highlights. So <laughs> I was going to listen and then just sort of uh, freestyle off everyone else's suggestions. Well, now you're mm. caught, caught red-handed, aren't you? Caught red-handed. So I haven't got one highlight. No, no, well, it doesn't have to be a highlight. It has to be sort of like this yeah, sort I don't of... like end-of-season highlights. It feels like the, the 80s when the, you used to buy the, the December issue of Time magazine and be like, oh, yeah, that's right, January last year. Yeah. 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 I think no, I Playboy but... magazine started the first year in review. Mm. It... <laughs> that's right. It was about the articles. Yeah. Um, Tony, what, what do you think defined 2015? Nibali getting thrown out of the Volta. Everyone... Like whatever he does, like he can win. He's he's going to be known as the guy who cheated and got thrown out. I mean, I as good as his Lombardia win was, I'm, I mean, I was just thinking, oh, this is a guy who cheated. And Richie Port not getting thrown out of the Giro. Yeah, or getting docked for time. What do you? What do you? What? So you reckon that that was the defining moment of 2015? Or the, no. the, 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 <laughs> the overarching theme. The, the first, well, that was the first positive for mechanical doping, is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, <laughs> it was subtle. Um, yeah, good, 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 Tony. Yeah. No, Sagan, Sagan. Sagan's your man? Yeah. The year of the Sagan? Like yeah, I think so. The Chinese year of the Sagan. Is that, one of the, is that the 13th Chinese year unofficially? No, it has to be an animal. It has to be an animal. He is an animal on the bike. Yeah. Okay, you didn't want to buy into that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Rob, do you, do you agree, Sagan? He's had a you know what I reckon year. it was? It was the year of saturation media coverage so you disagree. for one month. You disagree. <laughs> for the, for you know, like if you look July. at cycling now, yeah. and, and we can look at our Google Analytics. And, I, and, exp- and, I can and, expand on that for you, actually. And, yeah. and, and we can understand that people are tuning in a little bit. Mm. And uh, the Twitter feedback might be a little bit responsive at the moment. But in July, it was... Because of the tour, and the, the, it, for me, the highlight of this year was the fact that, that, that so many people contributed to the coverage of the Tour de France, and it, it highlighted that the interest is really concertinaed on the middle of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we get to October, or the, more or less, yeah, mid October where we are now, and you sort of think, okay, let's just get ready, you know, let's just take that breather, let's take a break. So we've had action up until this point. We've had Lombardia just recently, a fantastic ride there. Sagan's World was wonderful. But then we go back to January, there was some highlights, there was some hour records, all these things happened through the year. And I saw little bits and pieces that sparked my interest all along because that's what cycling does for me. But the glut of interest in July was obvious. It it, It made the tour... The talking point, as mm. it always is, but it, 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 for me, that's a highlight. It's a, no, no. So it was to do with actual the 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 height, the uh, the over saturation, perhaps, or yeah, it... almost, almost. I mean, I don't understand how people can uh, tune into every website, read the blogs, listen yeah. to podcasts, so buy magazines, uh, watch the broadcast. You know, b- listen before, to podcasts. For, I guess for me, the, 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 what I enjoyed about cycling when I began in Australia, following it in Australia, mm. and I, I got a little love of cycling when I lived in Holland for a couple of years as a, as a young man. But when I came to Australia and started following it, the joy of it was that it was a little bit exotic. Mm. You know, you didn't get it. You didn't really know for a long time how it happened. And, and there were various ways and means of acquiring that knowledge. It was I've referenced it in the past of having VHS tapes sent to me. You can Google it, kids. But, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, now Very that there's YouTube and everything and, and Velon and on-bike cameras is, and yeah. is that what podcasts <laughs> and every rider, you can understand what they're thinking because all you'd have to do is follow them on Twitter. Yep. It's so vastly different. Uh, of course, media revolves. We've talked about that often, but... I don't know. That, that, no, that, no. It's a, it seems to reach a, a pinnacle this job. Yeah, look, it's it's um, it's interesting that you're mentioning this because from a production standpoint here at SBS, obviously we do a, you know a fair amount of cycling here, um, and you know complementary to what uh, say Eurosport does, for example, um, and we're finding yes, it's it's increasingly difficult uh, for cut through. 
So the way that it, the, the, the way that affects uh, what we think we might want to do, or it affects what we think we might want to do in future years, is how do you make, with so much saturation, how do you make what you do relevant to the audience when there is so much of this content available to them now? Exactly. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're actually quite thrilled that, you know, we've helped contribute to that over the years and, and helped build something like the tour mm. to what it is now because SBS has been in this game now for 17, sorry, 20 plus years mm. in, in helping turn something like the Tour de France from a little thing in terms of awareness here to something that's uh, all right, absolutely all right, massive. Enough, enough, yeah, enough SBS enough. circle jerk. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 hang on. But, but there's, a, there's a greater point. It's not a, it's not a circle jerk. It certainly isn't. Um, so, yes, Sounds it's like... It. Uh, no, but... How, you know, it's it's. Uh, what does the audience want? What's the, what does the audience expect now, in an environment where there is saturation media coverage and where so much information is so mm. freely available to them at any moment mm. around an event like that? Phil, Phil, uh, mm. while we've got you talking and you do seem to be talking, uh, what what <laughs> did what, you buy a carpet recently? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking uh, about it. The, Are you interested in buying a carpet? Uh, uh, <laughs> you I, you I, just got a new house. The needs a carpet. Death <laughs> of a podcast to talk. Um, the question, Alex. Yeah, so yes. what, what, what do you think? What was it for you? What did define 2015? Well, um, let's bring it back to this th thematic yes, the, the, discussion. The, the, the thematic discussion. Um, I agree with Anthony. I think that uh, the year for me was... The, the, Peter Sagan was the one writer who seemed to dominate the narrative throughout the year consistently. Um, part of that had to do with, uh, what, but with Oleg Tinkoff himself and uh, the arguments that they seem to be having very publicly, or maybe it was a one-sided argument and maybe Oleg was just shouting and maybe Peter wasn't actually listening. Well, it's funny to think that right? at the start of the year, Peter Sagan was being singled out by Tinkoff as the guy that was underperforming and that's wasn't, right. wasn't worth his, exactly. wasn't worth his so, paycheck. So that, that story has been sort of like a running kind of uh, uh, thread Mean. in cycling for the duration of the year up until mm. the World Championships when he finally got that giant Russian monkey off his back. Mm -hmm. Right and one at the World Championships. Are so, there many types of Russian monkey? Do you think? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what I want to say, Mo though, Moscow orangutan or something. Yeah, yeah. All, all this saturation media coverage. It, it basically means you need a transcendental figure, and that is Peter Sagan. Even though he can't really <laughs> articulate his thoughts that well yet, yet. Uh, when he gets. Uh, when he gets to that level uh, that he can, then I think he'll be even more uh, powerful figure because really the Grand Tour winners that we had, regardless of how they won the Grand Tours, would you say any of these guys transcended the sport uh, the way that, that the Peter way... Sagan had mm. this year? Uh, I, I reckon... A lot of credit has to go to Chris Froome for the way he handled himself this July. He was under attack huh. every day. Every day someone wanted to ask a doping question and it was sort of like they were trying to become the new David Walsh. Look, we've, we, I'm the one who's got Chris Froome to admit that he doped and he just kept having to cop this barrage, much more so than Nibali last year. He, he, he copped a, a big flood of accusations and largely because he won a stage and he won the race. And... I don't know. Just, no, no. I think he, he's not Sagan in terms of personality on the bike or different things, but he definitely represents well. He's a gentleman of the sport. I enjoyed listening to him at the press conference. No, I, I think you're right. Alongside Sagan, I think that's another thread because there were so many questions about Froome and how he would perform from the very start of the year, and that ran all the way through mm. uh, to the end of July when he actually held that trophy up in the Champs-Élysées. So... You know, there was a lot of conversation around him as well. So that's that's that, that would be another one. Was yes. it broadly the return potentially of the the sky hegemony on the sport a little bit? We sort of had a last year. I think it was very much shattered. You'd have to say that 2013, 2014 rather didn't go as planned. Twenty fifteen, we've seen a bit of a return of the yeah the, the Death Star. Yeah, but clearly because they've got their hubris back because they they're saying again that they want to win all three Grand Tours. We've heard that after they won the Tour with, I think, Wiggins uh, in 2012. They say, said, well, we've got, we've got Froome next year and then they want to win the Classic. They, they said they wanted to win everything and they're doing it again. Uh, this time but they might come a bit closer to that, though. I mean, they are... With the amount of talent coming yeah, in. Yeah, they are that good. I mean, simply, you know, the, the money does buy you these great riders. I, I mean, I don't really have any... I have issues with 
amount of money that they have to buy the riders, but I don't really have issues with the actual riders per se. I mean, you, yeah, you get a great team when you spend $50 million. And the riders are well entitled to take that money. There's a lot of animosity around Sky. You know, a lot of people were spitting or, or booing and jeering and carrying on. But I think in, in, in the UK they'd have to be celebrating. And we did a piece on the Ride London thing in, that happened in August or maybe late July. And phenomenal numbers about this mass participation. And it's only happened in the last three years. Mm. So there is a, it's a massive legacy that's come from Sky Rides. And, I mean, it's, it's a Murdoch uh, um, uh, initiative and a lot of people want to pour scorn on it. But if you look at the end result, it's pretty amazing. Like, it's happened very quickly. What about the year... And just to watch the growth of cycling in the UK, I think that's yeah. that's amazing. Was this the year that MTN delivered on a bit of the hype? Because uh, after sort of just suggesting that they would, we, they had they did some pretty big things this year, and it was sort of big landmark year for African cycling. Yeah, I, I mean, and they're sort of, I guess, not being ridiculed, but they're being criticised for what they've going to become. But I sort of think that's a... A progression in a way. Uh, I mean, I couldn't think of when I saw the news that Cam Meyer had signed for them, I couldn't think of a, a better outfit. I, I just don't think he he was ever well placed at Sky. He, he looked ill. He was an ill fit for the... Oh, sorry. Green Edge, you mean? Yeah, yeah, the backstage pass videos. Um, that It just didn't... That culture, I won't say it's boganistic or whatever. Very but blokey. Yeah, yeah, just didn't suit him. He's one of the smartest guys. If you watch him race, you know, the, the, the points race at the track worlds or the tour down under he won, it was, you know, he used his own smarts. He doesn't need the smarts of someone like Matt White. And so that's why I never felt he was a, a good fit. Um, but, yeah, broadly but speaking, MTN Quebec, I think, yeah, Steve it, Cummings. Steve Cummings. A, yeah. Oh, you're talking about this year or what they're shaping up to be next year? No, no. What they did this year. This year. I'm talking. Was, I'm talking yeah, about outstanding. Mm. Tech Lyman on uh, the Dauphiné. Um, mm. d- uh, Luis Menchez uh, doing what he was doing all over the season. Mm. Uh, although he'll be leaving them sadly. Cummings. Cummings at the Tour. Uh, you had you know African riders riding the Tour de France. Mm. Um, yeah. They ticked a lot of boxes. Yeah, and I, th- I think the way they they've ended this this year, like I think even the the transfer season, this transfer season, the mm. way that's played out for them mm. is sort of like a culmination of everything that they've done this year. So again, you know, like Sagan and like uh, like Froome, that's that's been a thread through the season as well. And that you know we watched that team just build and build and build and build, and then all of a sudden now we've got this dimension data thing happening for them next year, and then they've got this rider roster that's shaping up to be. Pretty amazing. Mm. A lot of quality riders. Was it finally? depth. Was so, it, uh, you know, the promise for next mm. year is, is huge with them. So it's it's going to be interesting to, to see what comes from Dimension Data in per se, this this company that mm. is, has promised a lot of tracking of riders and a lot of data. I used to love watching the MotoGP back in the Doohan days and, and then I fell in love with Valentino Rossi. I loved his style on I the bike. I still love it. It's fantastic. He, he's just the, the most charismatic sportsman in in. For, for years, he's fascinating to watch, but I, I don't know. I, I, I love just, the commentators. So I, stopped, good. I took my eye off the <laughs> the game for a couple of years, but I re, I tuned in again to a couple of races this year, and the data which is on screen and the on bike cameras and all of the things that come with MotoGP is amazing. It blows my mind what those but, guys but do again, on, a, on a bike. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is. Is is dimension data plus Velon plus the UCI's uh, acceptance of of cameras being part of cycling? Uh, is that going to actually uh, yield fruition. the result? Yeah. yeah. No. No. Are, are we going to see the the power of Sagan when he's attacking on the hill in Richmond? Are we going to see these things? Um, is, is that maybe that's the theme for next year? Maybe that's that's that will that's what will be the overriding story next year? Is is this? This this flow of data coming from from teams, from riders, from organizations, from races, whatever. Um, you know, we're close. We're getting close. I mean, you can see the push for that. And will the will the will the pundit who's watching get more out of it Maybe. if it happens that way, or is it just the high end people? Yeah, the top ten percent of cycling fans well, who are, are, are really savvy to power and that's, blah, blah, blah. that's the ongoing mm. Uh, mm. question. One final thought I thought was that it's the year <laughs> where we haven't really talked as much explicitly about. Uh, the doping question. Is that, a, is that actually true, though? That is true. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I think there's there's been a a a good 
a lack of high-profile doping cases. We have we've talked a lot less about. Armstrong, if at all, other than the fact that he's releasing a movie. Well, he's not releasing a movie. <laughs> um, and I think also seems to be slowly tying knots on a lot of these past doping cases as well, where they're not sort of lingering as much. I say that, of course, in tomorrow or something. Or... <laughs> <laughs> this is the danger time when there has been a yeah, long time. Yeah. Danger zone. But I uh, was talking to someone who's relatively new to cycling just the last few weeks, and I was trying to... Good story. Trying to, to uh, illustrate <laughs> Here we or go. to demonstrate how important it, what it is for us to explore doping still. Mm. Yep. And, and she was sort of saying, but, well, you know, it's, it's, but it's, was that not a couple of years ago? No, you have to keep reminding because if you don't, history repeat, will yeah, repeat. That's right. And, um, but it's also nice just to have a, an opportunity to talk about racing and not always explore doping. Yeah, and I know we talked a lot more about the dramas around the racing, you know, mm. Nibali... Um, Richie, Richie Wheelgate, yeah. Right. Um, uh, the whole thing around uh, the fallout from 2014 for Astana in 2015. Ah, uh, yep. Licenses. Right? Which, was, which was about doping, but it was about, about this license drama and, ethics and really sport. the ethic in sport, the ethics yeah. of the team. Yep. But if we've right? talked so, less about doping this yeah. year, uh, it's, it's still <laughs> an enormous percentage compared to how much doping was discussed or is discussed at the Rugby World Cup. Yeah. I've not heard no. one iota and of doping references at the Rugby World Cup. So does that mean too. they're clean? No, no, no because, uh, because we know, because we've been paying attention. But it's All just right. not in that, right. that sporting yeah. culture. It's in yeah. our sporting culture. All right, Rob. Well, on that fine note, let's uh, let's move on. I think we've covered some territory, but... Uh, until next year, I guess, on that topic, uh, we'll, we'll leave it all there. Well, is the hottest race on the planet really a tag that cycling wants to call? The Abu Dhabi Tour, won by another than Esteban Chavez, uh, which was not a bad little win to cap your season, made headlines for the wrong reasons after one state had to be unofficially neutralised in muscle-melting heat, while others were plagued by extreme weather. Uh, upwards of 50 degrees Celsius for parts of stages one and two. Uh, I guess the question I'm going to put to you guys is, are there stages, are there some things that money perhaps shouldn't be able to buy? Because this seemed almost bordering on the absurd. Probably, in fact, I would say bordering on the absurd. Yeah, I mean, you have to ask the question, don't you? I mean, oh, 50 I just degrees, could, I, I just couldn't <laughs> think... I just couldn't help but think, you know, given the timing, you know, what one one week after the Worlds, this is what the peloton will face. Is it next year or hmm. yeah? So, you know, Valverde's meter read fifty four degrees at the start. So I, I, that was stage one. So I, I'm just thinking, do you want some of these guys to to die? Uh, because the world's, you have to also remember the intensity that they uh, raced at was. It's going to be far less yeah. than what they would race at the world. Yeah, that's, you know? that's not even hyperbole. I think you know that's something people have to realise is you're talking about really, really high heat. You're talking about a sport which is very in, aerobically intensive mm. and stressful. Um, the and the Abu Dhabi tour. Let's you know make no. Exactly. It, it's it was pretty much a, a marketing spectacle, and they they raced at the end, but you know they were faffing around a, a lot. I mean, most people couldn't really watch more than fifteen twenty minutes before they thought they might die of boredom. Oh well, some well, somebody said it's the only race this year that you can put the entire highlight package on a vine. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that. I like that. But it's it's um, we keep trying to force races into this time slot into this uh, time slot on the calendar, and I think uh, really the, it's the World Championships uh, slash Lombardia that really should bring down the season. Yeah, I, I think we need to stop forcing this, and um, not to, not as a as a slight on on the uh, the countries in that part of the world, but we already start the year with races in that part of the world. Uh, why are we? Ending the season in in much you know in, in February Qatar is a little bit cooler. Yes, uh, I say a little bit. It's still it, it relatively makes sense. warm. Yeah, that's right. Um, but uh, if you go to a <clears throat> desert <laughs> in a, for a bike race, yeah, you expect heat, desert conditions. Yeah, mm. I mean, so I mean, like you know, we don't we don't have the Alice Springs tour 
no. in the middle of summer. But that yeah. could you're right, Rob. That is a good commercial opportunity. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, yeah, maybe no, no, it no, had no. nothing to do with money. Or maybe it was to do with you know the UCI's They're egalitarianism. Are they put forward the best possible case for a bike race in October? Yeah, yeah there was no money that exchanged hands or anything. There, like li- that. there literally think... is no case for that race existing at that time of the year. I think the highlight of Abu Dhabi was missed by the cameras, and that was Peter Sagan getting a framed rainbow jersey from Brian Cookson, which he collected with a T-shirt and leather jacket at a night where everyone was asked to wear formal attire. That's right. And not only did he get this framed thing and say thanks very much, he later smashed the glass to pull the jersey out to put it on. <laughs> That's just... Uh, no, I, I, if yeah, anyone's yeah. got footage, please post it on YouTube. I'd love yeah. to see it. That's yeah. just... like That's the Saganism, if, I, if there ever was one. Yeah. Apparently that gala was a bit of a joke, though, <laughs> Rob. I mean, the, uh, I don't think any women were awarded anything. Yeah, there was there was there was a couple. I think. Well, because it was the women's well, they didn't record, show up. Armistead didn't show up. Yeah, yet. look, there was good reason for it, but I mean, I think those things are a side but issue that's not to scandal. to the point, to the greater point is why does this race exist? Yeah, and why is so much effort? Now I get the money, and I I understand all that, but really, realistically. I don't think this is a race that serves the best interests of the sport. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's not to you know. preclude Middle East <coughs> countries. No, we already from, have. We have, yeah, we already it's, have it's, races. Um, yeah. So it's it's just the the timing. It's terrible. It's terrible, and it's 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 the wrong race being done for the wrong reasons. You'd hope it was a lot of money as well. You'd I hope mean, so. You really would. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't. I wasn't there. I didn't. Are we I also? Did, I didn't we... see a real. I don't know a global return on on the UCI's investment there, but it's not the it's the other way around, isn't it? Mm. It's Abu Dhabi investing in the UCI, yeah. so yeah. that the UCI says it's great to be part of. I'm excited to be in Abu Dhabi. And what sort of message does it send if if they're pouring all this money to it, and then there was, you know, as as the case in Qatar and Oman, there is no one on the roadside mm. apart yep. from the marshals. And and then you're reaching, you know, the cycling's reaching its zenith in the season uh, for the World Championships next year, and there, there's no one watching. It's broadcast to 300 countries around the world. We know over one billion people. What does that say about the sport? Hmm. It is it is and, bizarre, <clears throat> especially I think as well. I think the better the best point is that it comes because if it comes after these sort of natural season closes, you feel like there's an there should be okay. We've had the world championship. We've we've had Lombardia, and that is end of the season, fantastic, and it feels right. Mm-hmm. Going to these sort of extra bits, it just sort of deflates that finale. You know, there's a there's a narrative to the Tour of Oman because yes. it's at the start of the season. It's the first time the GC guys are going head to head. You get an understanding of who's going well mm. and why. You know, like oh, have they prepared? You know, at, at, but at the like you say, at the end, it's. You know, I don't feel yeah. like But racing. it also hurts, right. I think, the world's in... Long, I mean, it, it doesn't really, but in some ways it just makes those less feel like, oh, this is the end of the racing for the year. Mm. We go to Worlds and we get a long BD and then it's like, oh, we still got the, the Abu Dhabi tour to come. So We're it's talking not, about not Abu Dhabi and, we have, and I don't think that there's really a reason to reference Paris Tours, <laughs> only the fact that in the... Not that long mm. ago, Paris Tours was mm. a major World Cup race mm. and it, it received sort of headline billing because it was one of those end of season, yeah. maybe the chance for the Rainbow Jersey to make his debut and uh, different things like that. And it's a, let's, okay, Paris Tours is not a big deal anymore. It's, in France, it's, it's an ASO race, so it is Tour de France organised, mm. Tour de France organisers organised, mm-hmm. and, and there were good... It sounded like interesting action, but we won't reference it because it's not new, it's, it's fading, it's part of the old school cycling. <laughs> We're talking about Abu Dhabi instead. I don't know. What's my point? There is no point. Only that cycling's changing constantly and, and you've got to experiment. You've got to yeah. take it to other places. You've got to have a look elsewhere. You've got but this, to... is, this is not experimenting. <clears throat> so, I mean, we've, we've done the desert thing. We, we are doing the desert mm-hmm. thing. We've got yeah. Qatar. We've got, Abid, we've got Dubai. We've got uh, This Oman. is what I sort of feel, you know, we touched on last week, how, you know, we're talking about the Tour de France going back to Holland or wherever. I mean, for me, there's so many other places, countries the Tour hasn't been to, you know, which are in spitting distance of France. I mean, they don't have to do something crazy like Giro is suggesting to have a 
a big start in New York or whatever. I mean, why? Yeah, no. I again, I'll say, why not go start in the home of the the world champion? You know, uh, mm. I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah, mm. add, add a bit more flavour. Mm. All right, let's uh, leave it there. I do oh, think just one last thing. Did everyone see Walt Poole's crash and, and understand why Chavez won the race? Yes. Because Walt Poole, we agree, would have won. Well, no, we don't up. agree. No? No. Why not? Chavez didn't agree. No, but, I mean, it was Poole's who made that initiative in stage three. He did. He, and he, from my understanding, clipped the pedal and fell. Yeah. Yeah, we, you know, it was but, pretty but obvious I mean, on the vision. What, what if are you we're talking about the race, through reference yeah, the just, racing? Yeah, yeah, let's just, just reference but, that. But what do you, what do you mean he, he would have won? I mean, he, he, I mean, yeah, I guess that's that's like saying that Nibble, I mean, Contador would have won the yeah, 2014 okay. tour. <laughs> if he stayed in the race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. No, I mean, no, no, no. I, I guess we, 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 the, the thing is we're talking about the Abu Dhabi tour. Is that tour, what they call a tautology the where there's some, mm, yeah. something's already been said and you say it again? Yes. Yes. Oh, but sorry. that 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 moment, that moment in that race, that mm. that was an that was an interesting one for me because, um, obviously, you looked at the quality of, of guys who were on that climb. It was it was quality, mm. um, and Chavez came out of it the winner, and he showed a couple of things from that. One that he's is really it looks like he's really starting to feel that he can ride with these guys all the time, mm. right? Mm. Um, in a really, 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 really low-grade race. Yeah, yeah low grade I race. think he <laughs> showed that at the Walter field no, no, rather no, no, than no, no, Abu Dhabi no, 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 tour. There, 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 there's, there's, some clear, there's clear confidence being built in, this, in, this, in, this, in this rider, okay? Yeah. So I just want to bring the other the thing was is that he understood the moment and that he crossed the finish line and he didn't celebrate. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, he said, you know, I'm not going to do that, you know, in these circumstances. But he also said mm. that it was not certain that Poles was going to win the race, mm, uh, win the stage. Mm. So that suggests a really interesting kind of confidence or even a little bit of arrogance, which is what you need in yep. a rider of that quality. Bit of a burn right? there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, you know, I, I, my ears perked up at that and I thought, you know, that's that's pretty good. You've ticked all the right boxes here. Yeah. Right? Okay, it's small. It's relatively meaningless. A bit of humility, but also a bit of like, you weren't going to win anyway. <laughs> by the... no, I don't want to take anything away from Chavez. I think he's one of the, you know, he's... A highlight of the season, really, what he's done. One of them. Yeah. Well, yeah. Did, did, Australia's yeah. favourite. Didn't Columbia. mention him in that highlight yeah. section, though, Rob. So. No. Yeah. No, that's didn't that's mention right. a lot of things. We didn't yeah. talk about the hour in the end. Should well, we go back let's, <laughs> let's, let's just start the whole bloody thing again. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, for me. <laughs> well, right. we, we should reference the hour record just quickly. No, we shouldn't. Yeah, we no, should. no, no, we shouldn't. I'll tell we you what. Because... But, but we'll reference it this way, okay? Yes, there were a whole number of event, uh, our record attempts. Obviously, we had the Yenzi, the Yenzi attacking it, etc. But let's face it. The hour record is closed for quite a while. I think Wigo is... Yep. Yeah, but Wigo raced uh, a 357 in, with the British team last night in the European Championships yep. in the team pursuit. All very and interesting, not Because relevant. of the hour record, there is, there is a renewed interest in track racing. Yes. All right, Tash, can you cut these guys off? Thank you very much. Saying track racing is really exciting. It's back. <laughs> don't don't give up on track racing. Go out, go to the velodrome, get on a fixed gear, enjoy it. Uh, Rob Arnold. Don't do a time trial against the hour. Just go and roll around. He's overexcited as this usual. This editorial brought to you by Ride Magazine. <laughs> and, 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 I took the kids uh, out Rob. to the Dunkray Velodrome, and we had a ripper of a time during the school holidays. You should try it. Uh, and Track Cycling Australia. Yeah, Rob's effusiveness is. Uh, I won't say it's contagious. (laughs) It's effusive. (laughs) Um, Let's talk transfers, guys. Should Uh, we talk about mountain biking? No. We're going to talk about transfers and not mountain biking. Uh, Mountain biking's great. We're going to summarise the year's big movers uh, before Rob falls into a pieces. BMX. Uh, indeed, Caroline Buchanan will remaining in BMX for another year. Cyclocross. Uh, Sagan, no movement from him. No. But we are going to talk about the six big moves. Artistic cycling. I've decided which they those six are. Rigobert Uran to Cannondale. Tanny, start us off. Is that a good move for Rigobert Uran's career? And uh, do you think Cannondale equally have done well out of that? I believe this guy will not win a Grand Tour, so you, you can say good or bad. I mean, uh, whichever well, team. I mean, I just know it sounds crazy because he's finished second twice at the Giro. I just don't see him as a... Is it, there's, a, a there's bona fighter. That's the, yeah, the word I, you like to use. No, I just don't see him as a winner. I think I think Rigo Rigo needs to uh, to make a bit of a career pivot and start um, 
tackling races like uh, Paris-Nice. Yes, and also and also um, uh, Ardennes or not Ardennes? Uh, yeah, Ardennes classics or I think that's a bit you know I mean I, I'm not saying that he's he's total I think actually he's got a well-worn three-week body based on what we've seen over him over he was beaten by very good riders the years that he's come second and in each subsequent year these riders who um were, were also then beaten yeah <laughs> are going to get better yeah it, it, I know yeah. I know what you're saying Tony he probably won't win a grand tour but is what what about Cannondale I mean they've been looking for a grand tour contender for a little while they tried to groom Dan Martin, Rigoberto mm. Rani's. I don't know about Canada out because <laughs> what I was going to say is that MTN Quebec is kind of the new garment. You know, they embrace that individualism, uh, whereas Canada is just another bloody team now. So uh, there's no. Sorry. You reckon they've lost a bit of the flavour, the yeah. sort of the yeah. self-styled vordersness. They're now lime green team. The That's lime it. green team, uh, Rob. I'll throw this one to you. Mark Cavendish to Dimension Data. We did mention this a few weeks back in terms of him mm. reforming the old boy band that was HTC. And Constantine Sitsov has gone there that's as Constantine well. Constantine Sitsov. So that's another from the HTC days. Just yep. Yeah, where is he on your six-week? Six no, that just happened last night. <laughs> it did. But that's just another inclusion yeah. with yeah. Isle, I, Renshaw, no. I think Cavendish. He's being sarcastic. He's being sarcastic. Cavendish to Dimension Data. I heard it said the other day, is Dimension Data the place where... Dare I say, washed up bike riders go. Go to die. Oh, someone said it. Boom. I didn't say it. Oh, someone yeah. asked. Someone yeah. asked. Burn. Yeah. yeah. The burn unit just came out. Sorry, that's Kate. third degree. <laughs> no, that, Chinese that's, that's, burns. No, that's, that, that's, yeah. that's not me. That was a sentiment put to me. Okay. And I thought, and I wrote back and said, Cavendish, though. And he said, yeah, but, you know, who else really wanted him? Well, yeah. it's because he comes Ooh. with a big price tag. You can do this when it's just a Facebook, you know, chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does come with a and big price tag. And then you put it on tag. a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, I will say not to say that, that, that that's harsh. Let me clarify. So he's going to. But go- you, you didn't say it anyway, Rob. So it's, you don't need to. Well, clarify. I've, put, I've re- reiterated. I've repeated it. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. that's kind of like owning it in another way, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 You own it, it man. I've put it from from a computer well, screen to a given, podcast. Is given, dimension data a retirement home? Is what you're saying? No. No. Is it? No. Did I put words not, in your mouth? No. I, I, <laughs> that was put to me, and I responded thinking. No, because it's a different no, no, premise. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. okay. Like uh, Cavendish Matt. will never win a bike race again. Is that what you said? <laughs> Jesus, Rob. I mean, come on. Don't. I think, it's a, this is I think it's a formidable team. It's amazing, yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. it's a, it's outstanding that they've got the lineup, the roster that they do have. Mm, I think that Cavendish to go deflecting. there. Um, he's going to come out and do a lot more. There were too many different options when he was at Edix Quickstep this year. They had. Well, they, you they, can't they, even name them. They had them. Tony Martin and, and Steve and they had Uran and they had Kiatowski and they had yeah. everyone, everyone yeah. chasing different glories. If they go back to no, the olden days of going hell for leather for Cavendish no. yep. and with the with the roster that they've got, I don't. I think Cavendish will build his yep. his, uh, his his desire factor and, again. And, and let's let's give some context to this. The the the, the, the only rider that we really look. Beyond uh, Cavendish in the sprint ranks mm. is Kittle, really, in terms of sprinters. Um, yeah, I guess so. Okay, he's the guy, he's the dominant guy. I and mean, then, what about Andre Greipel? Yeah, sorry, Greipel to a lesser extent. Yes. What about Caleb okay. Ewan? No, 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 he's not ready for prime time yet. Please, no, right? please. So, which brings us? What about which Matt brings Goss? us? Which brings us... Well, that's true, Matt Goss. That's because, why your friend, oh, not, not you, Rob, said said that, sent, you know, right. echoed that sentiment yeah. about uh, dimension da- data <laughs> because you, you had guys like Goss, like Farah, you know, these guys, and it did feel that it was... Uh, anyway, dimension but, data aside, but, Phil, one final point on that. No, 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 because the next, the next transfer we're going to talk about is Kittle, and you can't talk about the Cavendish transfer without talking about the Kittle transfer because Kittle's effectively taking that slot at mm-hmm. OPQX or um, at uh, Ethics Quick Step, sorry. OPQS. Uh, or soon, soon to be known as, uh, what's the new sponsor? Uh, Some Lidl. German, Lidl. Lidl. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Quick Step. So, look, the, the two go hand in hand because those two guys are the two best sprinters in the world. I, I'm sorry, Andre, but I know you won a lot this year, but this is the reality. And Ouch. both, and both oh. Cav and Kittle this year uh, had seasons that had difficulties some that mm. we weren't aware of, 
others that we we could see manifesting themselves on on the road in, in the form of Kittle. Um, they were both that making changes, too much money. That changes for 2016, okay. I would think. Yep. And I expect to see Cavendish riding for a team with full support in a way he did not have at OPQS. Quickly, uh, Dimension Data, they've done very well out of it or not? Of course. Okay. I believe so. All right, good. That's enough. Uh, Marcel Kittel to ETIX Quickstep slash Liddell slash whatever they're going to be called in 2016. Tanya, I'll throw this one back to you. Yeah. Uh, good for Marcel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was... <sighs> He was getting you, stale at Shimano. You just, you just have to read his blog when he wasn't um, selected for the Tour de France. I mean, that pretty. He, he's a guy who I think transcends cycling in a number of ways. Mm. He 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 can speak much better uh, than Sagan, and uh, you know he's quite outspoken on the uh, the doping front or the anti-doping front. Uh, so yeah, I I, I think. He'll 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 be really hungry as as will Cav. So in many respects, I agree with Phil that you know this it will probably be the year of Kittel versus Cav. And the sport needs Kittel back to his best for precisely the reason you articulated earlier, which is we need those marquee. We need as many marquee riders, globally marketable riders, as we can possibly get. Yeah, because Greipel, I mean, as good as he is, he he doesn't. He doesn't have the personality. Hmm. Rob is, oh, he's a great guy, reckon, but yeah. yeah. Can I ask Rob, do you reckon, is Kittle the guy that will be that natural successor to what Bonin used to do at ATX in his golden period where he would just win a lot of bike races? Is he going to be finally that guy? He needs to be healthy. He can be there. He had a completely lost season. Completely lost. Hmm. So Hell, they did still win some bike races. Kittle. Poland. Couple, but I mean, <laughs> by 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 no stretch of the imagination did he get as close as Christoph, for example. Mm. Like mm. Christoph was winning consistently, what won seventeen races yep. or something mm. this year, and we're talking about Kittel. I'd much rather talk about Christoph in twenty fifteen. He had a much bigger. Christoph is staying at Katusha in 2015, 2016? Oh, it's a transfer discussion. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry. No, but then, no, that. but I think that's still relevant to the to the <laughs> yeah. you know to the sprinter discussion. But mm. anyway, got your little pal here, um, <laughs> Richie Port to BMC. Uh, Rob, Rob, I'll throw this one again to you. Yes. Uh, good move for Port. Yeah, great move. Yeah, it's it's perfect. Yeah, right? I mean, perfect. Uh, you think it's probably the best place he could be in twenty in this no, next year? Uh, look, he. We, we've seen what he can do when he's working for others. We've seen him put on amazing displays. We, you know, he's. He, he is a phenomenal bike rider. He hasn't had luck go on his way when he's given leadership. That's only been twice. That's mm. been Giro last year, which he didn't even begin, and Giro this year, which he just was plagued. And it did his head in and he ended up going home and getting ready for the tour. And, and when he was needed at the tour, he put on an amazing show. But what's going to be different is just to see how he's going to stand up as genuine, full-on tour leader for a... A massive team. That's con- like you're talking about money being thrown into it. BMC's by no stretch of the imagination is it is it poor. They've got stacks of uh, staff. They've got a full committed roster to the person that they want to win, and they want Richie to win. It's going to be interesting to see how he adopts because he's a pretty uh, the sky discipline served him well. Did hmm. did uh, Phil? Can I ask you? Does did did BMC need Port as much as perhaps Port needed a place at BMC? Because in some ways the team is, it's well, it was well groomed. I mean, you had TJ, you had uh, young guys coming through. I, I don't know. Did, yeah. no, did that, it need that, Port? That's actually a very interesting question. I'm not entirely sure I can answer it. And the reason I'll say that is that the way BMC performed in the first week of the Tour de France this year was fantastic. TJ was in a really good position until. The wheels came off. Mm. Um, mm. They looked good, and he looked like he was going to be on a podium. Mm. Uh, he's, he's lost a tremendous amount of weight, like Richie. Uh, he looked at fitter than he's ever been in his entire life, and they look fully committed. And so, you know, it's hard to say at this stage if history had unfolded a little bit differently, if TJ had gone on and, and podiumed, would that, uh, you know, would is that a deal that they would have been happy? Would, that, would Pools could have won the Abu Dhabi Tour? That's right, exactly. Mm. Um, yes, there point. are a lot of woulda, coulda, shouldas, but I think it was a move that, that, that Richie needed to make more than BMC needed to have. Um, Tanny, uh, Mich- yeah. Mikael... I haven't talked to him about it. You haven't? No. No. But I'm just so, you know, I remember when Richie moved to Sky, we talked quite a lot about what his ex- expectations were. Mm. Even when he was at uh, Saxo. Yeah. You know, well, he, he, Saxo, yeah. We... We talked a lot about what his expectations and his role in the team would be. 
but uh, I'm yet to just have a one-on-one pick, and, and pick, just pick, pick his head, pick his, his brain. head about what he wants from BMC. But I have heard from Alan Piper, and Piper's really looking forward to working with him. Mm. And and Alan's one of my favourite people in the whole yep. sport. I just love the way that he turns well, you people into real it's, bike riders. It's hard to find anyone more respected than him, really. Uh, I think it yeah. just depends on the Van Garder and... Uh, port dynamic. Mm. I mean, it, it could. It could be great. It yeah, could be terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And has the way that uh, Van Garderen exited the tour, and then also subsequent to that, the Vuelta has that done his head in. I think Van Garderen's actually a lot stronger in the head than most people give him mm. credit mm. for. When he exited the tour, okay, it was in still inexplicable circumstances, but it was. Have to remember, it was stage seventeen. Mm. Uh, I mean, mm. very, very deep in, into the race, yeah. and, and 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 he hadn't shown fit twice before. Port hasn't done that yet, yeah. Yeah. so and 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 look, then I mean, going back, just going back to that race, and probably shouldn't comment on it too much, but you know, Van Garderen, they kept their cards very, very close to their chests up until that point. Mm-hmm. And those cards were just about to be played. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just I such a missed, still still such, three stages. It's such yeah. a missed opportunity. Such a missed opportunity yep. if if history unfolded. He, a he's bit still the man at BMC, in my opinion. Right. But, um, it is also an American on an American team. Queer uh, Koski to Team Sky. I'll take this one, guys, because we're going to get through this eventually. <laughs> uh, I think that is a interesting move, although I'm not entirely sold on it because I'm not sure if he will. I, I'm worried about Sky becoming too much a Galactico-type feel in its team. Too many big stars means that there's not necessarily enough opportunities for all the guys to do what they want to be doing. I didn't mind him at Etix. There was lots of stars there, though, Al. There was, I mean. but he was the star of that field, I felt. Like, he was their main uh, Ardennes guy. Yeah, the, and the Healy one-day guy. They didn't really have anyone else. Now he'll be amongst... You know, three or four guys who could potentially step into that role. Not that they necessarily will. I'm sure he'll get top billing. But uh, if the movie's about money. Literally top billing. Yeah, exactly. He'll be paying a lot of money. Um, finally, Matt Goss to one price. Obviously, a huge move. Um, uh, Matty Goss remaining among the uh, the top stars for another year. So one pro cycling. Tanny, among first... the top stars in a second division team. Yeah, so Matt Goss, Tanny. So, in, good, in good other move. words, <laughs> no, well, it's good that he's got a job, uh, but you know, let's he he won't be racing the big. Okay, they're stepping out to Pro Conti. Pro Conti's a lottery in terms of the races. There, there's a lot of Pro Conti teams, so they'll need to be in favour with uh, quite a few organisers if they're going to get starts and. The hard thing is when you're pro Contis, you, you don't know what race program you're going to run, you know, at least with World Tour. Okay, we're definitely doing these. I mean, you can't – how do you plan your season when you – these are maybes, many of these World Tour races are maybes until, what, January or mm. something, they announce the wild card teams. You, you can pretty well guarantee that at least one pro continental slot in every Grand Tour and every major race has taken – with empty with uh, dimension data, if they stay at that level, yeah. So that reduces the number of teams available for wildcard selections. And then also in any in any Grand Tour, yeah. You, and then you're there's also IM cycling the, mm, as well, yeah. Mm. And then you're also talking about the the teams mm. which are going to be you know de facto invites like Cofidis and and whatnot. Yep. Um, this is last chance I think saloon. There's so him. many uh, movements in 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 the transfer season that Matt Goss for me. Doesn't really. It's a minor. Mention. Yeah, but it's that's it's, no slide on him. He's been injured. He's had a rotten couple of yeah, years. Yeah. Yeah. You it's know, a, and I'd love to see him come back and win some races because I know when he did win, he was spectacular. Yeah. I loved the way that he yeah. he rode when he was on form, and he hasn't had that for a while. And and but in the scheme of things, I'm surprised that we're talking about him. Can, can, well, because I mean, I, you know, I, he, I he's, he's, an, he's an Australian a, who won Milan San Remo and. Hmm. You know, this guy finished second at the World Championships behind Cav and, and by, by literally just a bee's dick. Mm. It wasn't much mm. in it. Um, this guy mm. was there, top of the top of the heap, mm. as a World Tour rider, mm. and now he's not. And you look at it and you go, what the heck, dude? Yeah. You know, no, it's, I, it's, I often think, what if he did win the Worlds that year? Would his career trajectory be any different I, and and I'm also perplexed as to how the wheels just fell off it's just uh, there's I don't think there's any one 
uh, dominating factor. I think it's just uh, laziness. Yeah, uh, yeah. What you know? You say injury. Injury. You know, it's and then all of a sudden you're not there anymore, and and you're 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 writing for for a team that's and you don't believe really just scraping its way into. You I think with Pro those Conti. guys, you got to believe that you're the best. And I I seriously wonder whether Goss is. Is it a case of role? You know, maybe he he's in these teams and, and he does one off. You know that he doesn't that he doesn't have a, a didn't he never really had a as clearly defined a role as he should have. Mm. Um, maybe that's what that's the kind of structure he had with HDC. Yeah. You know, it's like, this is your role. This is, you know what you're going to do when you wake up for breakfast every morning. No, you spoke you know? about the arrogance that Chavez has started to develop. I don't think even Goss has that anymore. anymore. He, he doesn't, be- he, he doesn't, doesn't have the, yeah, he doesn't have yeah. the, he's, he's, he's not, he's actually, I spoke to him at the start of the year, the Heralds, he was very, quite engaging to talk mm. to. And I thought, huh? Oh, he's that, a great interview. Yeah. yeah. Does that mean he's going to go crap? I want to talk, I want to <laughs> yes. talk to him. Yeah. I yeah. want to talk to him this year. I feel one's talking right. to him this I know, year. I know. I just, I just find this very perplexing, and I, and I know that, you know, he probably thinks I'm a dick because of he, buckets on him in the past. But, you know, it's out of frustration. I mean, you are I, a bit of a dick sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, Do you know what? I feel. I think that's the least of his. He probably <laughs> you know, doesn't but, even remember a tweet that you know, did, no, man. No, no. But, like, but you know, it's a sort of like, you know, it, it's, it's. I, I don't understand why this has happened. It's just like it's baffling to me. Okay. Well, on that baffling note, uh, we'll leave it there, guys. It's been a pleasure. Are we signing off for the week? We are signing off. Rob, thank you very much for coming in. It is a pleasure, as always, to have you. Thanks for having me back. Philip Gomes? Uh, Obligatory plugs. Oh, uh, yeah, this stuff. is standard always. At leave it, yeah, we've housekeeping, got, housekeeping. Yeah, housekeeping. Okay. Let me say bye first. Bye, Al. We, we bye, were, we were talking you, earlier about Paris tours. Uh, we will have one-hour highlights on Sunday at... Um, 4 p.m., if I recall correctly. I'm sorry, I've forgotten. Check your guides. The bike um, lane is also on. And then the bike lane uh, comes on after Harry Tours uh, with Matt Keenan and Robbie McEwen. Yep. Uh, if you haven't tuned in yet, 5 p.m. AEDT on And SBS. there's also the women's show, isn't there? Or is that uh, done? Not this week. That's uh, done. That's, no, 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 there'll be more of that. That's, um, also, this Sunday is the 100th running of uh, the Melbourne to Warrnambool. Which think, will not uh, be uh, on SBS. Which won't, but, the, but the thing is, that's, uh, it might be a, a bit of a dead spot in the season internationally, but this is a big deal. Mm. Yeah. Um, it, it's a classic. No, it's, it's, it's Australia's Parry Tours. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a big deal, and I wish I was going, but I'm going to do Spring Cycle with the kids instead in Sydney. Okay, Sounds lovely. Since, since you're more up on this than I am, you got a winner? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Michelle Ferris this morning. Her mum's involved in the organising. And uh, it's, it's, it's worth tuning in to find out on, on social media what's going on with Melbourne to Warrnambool. Enjoy it, everyone. It's a big Australian classic. Also, actually, uh, Zeb Woodpower interviewed Joel Pearson about how to win. I thought that was not a bad read. Joel Pearson's won it a couple of times. He's, this, a, he's a good little uh, classics writer. This we would be on Cycling News, yeah, for yeah. those who don't know. Where's Zeb? Is that what I said? Did you? No, no. no. And no you so didn't. now we might as well just go back to Al's father and the flying carpets. <laughs> so, yeah, so again, anyway. just one final plug. Um, you know, if you are looking for carpets, uh, he would uh, be very Silk, thankful. You say. Silk carpets. Well, apparently that's, sure? a, apparently that's a thing. Yeah, Does I don't know. Um, flying carpets. I don't know. Whatever. All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up. Vladimir carpets. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. <laughs> Vladimir carpets is not on next week's podcast. You can find Cycling Central on Twitter at Cycling Central. Rob is at Ride Media HQ. Tanny's at Anthony underscore Tan. Phil speaks at at Philip underscore Gomes and I'm Al underscore Hines, even though Twitter is pretty much dead. This podcast is also available directly on SoundCloud and on iTunes. That is it. Thanks very much.